0: Hello friends, I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Song of Solomon, Chapter 7. How beautiful your sandaled feet, O Prince's Daughter. Your graceful legs are like jewels. The work of an artist's hands. Your navel is a rounded goblet that never lacks splendid wine. Your waist is is a mound of wheat encircled by lilies your breasts are like two fawns like twin fawns of a gazelle your neck is like an ivory tower your eyes are the pools of Heshbon by the gate of beth rabin your nose is like the tower of lebanon looking toward damascus your head crowns you like mount carmel Your hair is like royal tapestry. The king is held captive by its tresses. How beautiful you are, and how pleasing, my love, with your delights. Your stature is like that of the palm, and your breasts like clusters of fruit. I said, I will climb the palm tree. I will take hold of its fruit. May your breasts be like clusters of grapes on the vine. The fragrance of your breath, like apples, and your mouth like the best wine. May the wine go straight to my beloved, flowing gently over teeth and lips. I belong to my beloved, and his desire is for me. Come, my beloved, let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. Let us go early to the vineyards to see the vines have budded. If their blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates are in bloom, there I will give you my love. The mandrakes send out their fragrance, and at our door is every delicacy, both new and old, that I have stored up for you, my beloved. Now in this chapter, there are uh, references that are increasingly more romantic and intimate, I have to tell you that in ancient Judaism, in ancient times, it was not um, permitted for young men to read the Song of Solomon until after their bar mitzvah, until they had become a man. And so this language was deemed provocative in its day, and um, still to some degree it's provocative. I would have a hard time preaching some of these individual phrases, individual verses (laughs) in a church to this very day. But Solomon the shepherd king compliments her extensively for various things. He calls her a prince's daughter. He says that her feet are beautiful, her legs are graceful, her navel is beautiful, waist is complimented, breasts are complimented, her neck is complimented, eyes, her nose, her head, her hair, etc. And so, all these things, the king says, the king is held captive by your hair's tresses. I like that expression. And then verse six, how beautiful you are and how pleasing, my love, with your delights. He mentions her height. Your stature is like that of a palm. And he goes on to talk about um, love and uh, her mouth being like the grapes of the vine and like the best wine. And then she says, may the wine go straight to my beloved. In other words, um, kiss me on my lips and so forth. And um, she makes this declaration in verse 10. Now, this is a very important declaration. It is the third declaration that the late Wade Taylor identified in the progression of the relationship between the bride and uh, the shepherd king. And in this declaration, it's all about the shepherd king. She says, I belong to my beloved And his desire is for me. That's verse 10. Now, I want to back up. Wade Taylor's three confessions of the bride of Christ contained within the Song of Solomon show a clear progression from new believer and um, a self-centeredness to a Christ-centeredness that's conveyed in the language. And so the first declaration was Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 16. My beloved is mine, and I am his. And so my beloved is mine. The first thing was selfish. It's talking about her possession of um, the bridegroom. And then almost as an afterthought, she said, oh, yeah, and and I'm his. And then she progresses by the sixth chapter and she says, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. So it's um, uh, both are beloved's. She's the beloved. He's the beloved. She belongs to him. He belongs to her. But then this, this chapter 7, verse 10, she makes the, um, the most uh, selfless of her confessions. She says, I am my beloved, and his desire is toward me. Now, I want to just pause for a second on that, his desire is toward me. Some years ago, I wrote a, a doctoral dissertation, and part of my research for the dissertation was interviewing um, 20 Christian leaders from around the world and several Jewish leaders because I wanted a perspective for the bridal language in Scripture from both Jewish and Christian perspectives. And I titled the dissertation, His Desire is for Me. That comes from Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 10. His desire is toward me, the King James says. And I um, Uh, The NIV says his desire is for me. In the NIV, it's um, uh, verse 10, part B. Now, why did I choose that? Because, wonder of wonders, the Lord's desire is for me. Out of all of the created order, out of all that he has done and all that he could do, for some reason, the living God desired a relationship with me. And for some reason, friends, The living God desires a relationship with you. Now think about that. In all of the created order, the self-existent one who needs nothing looked around and he said, there is one more that I desire, and it was you and it was me. And so this thought, the Lord's desire is for me, is sometimes overwhelming to me. You know, he, um, as I said, he who needed nothing, decided that he wanted companionship and friendship from a created being, and that was me, and that was you. And so as we're winding up chapter 7, I just want to pray into this with words of thanksgiving. Lord, it is just a, a sign and a wonder to all of us that the words of your scriptures convey to us that you want to know us, you want to love us, you want to be with us forever and ever, You've compared our relationship to marital love and a a bridal relationship with a husband and a wife. Lord, your desire is for us. May our professions of faith be like those of the Shulamite. We belong to you, and we marvel that your desire is for us. Lord, we do belong to you. We are the sheep of your pasture, but we're more than that. We're your bride, We're your sons, your daughters, your brothers, your sisters. You've made us all of that, a bridal company of believers who will live together with you forever and ever. Turn our desire more and more toward you, Lord, as your desire is for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. And always...